My main goal is always slowing down, as I said before, like slowing down and making space for whatever it is that fills you up and puts you at peace, brings you into a present space. And it's simple and we've covered it. You know, it's the simplest things that cup of coffee in the morning. Don't just make that cup of coffee and drink it. And chug it. Yes. Sit sit in that moment and like really appreciate it. You know, light that candle and look out the window and maybe your dead mom will fly by in the form of a cardinal. Hello and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dotches marmette We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello, and welcome back to the Art of Living Well podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. But before we dive into today's episode, a couple of quick announcements. We are officially in a new season, and that means it's time for our next community-supported seven-day functional medicine liver detox. And while it still very much feels like winter in Minnesota, as we just had another couple of snowfalls this week, we know this spring will appear in the next few weeks, we hope at least, and that means that it's time to nourish our liver. And actually, according to traditional Chinese medicine, the spring is the ideal time for a liver detox. And for those who have just started listening to our show, we're big believers in giving your liver some love because in today's world, regardless of how well we eat, we are all exposed to toxins in our environment and the products that we use in our households and put on our skin. And this one-week community program really supports your body's innate ability to remove the harmful toxins on their own. So we'd love to have you join us. We're starting it on Monday, April 10th, but you can start a few days before or a few days after. And we don't want you to just take our word for it. Here is one of our recent liver detox clients, Terry had to say, and this was from January, She said, the biggest tangible change I've noticed is a reduction in inflammation. My husband says I haven't snored since I've been on the detox diet. My mood is lifted, I have more energy, and I feel motivated to keep up a healthy diet. We love getting this feedback, and we want you to participate and join us. We want to meet you and interact with you, so we'd love for you to sign up. The link is in the show notes. You can head over to our website, message us with any questions. You will feel so proud of yourself for this accomplishment. Trust us. And then finally, just a quick reminder that we are dropping health transformation audits, which is when you, our community members, come on our show for a 15-minute session where we help you identify what's holding you back and you're going to walk away with at least one tangible action step that you can implement immediately into your life to help you on your own personal journey to find your art of living well. It's completely anonymous except for your name and you can just head on over to our website or click the link in our show notes to sign up for that experience today. So Marty and I are really excited to share today's very fun and inspiring guests. 
We have Michelle Anderson and Lauren Massarella, who are the founders of the Sister Project blog and Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project podcast. Michelle and Lauren are Midwest sisters and wellness lifestyle enthusiasts who deliver a conversational style podcast that makes you feel as though you're part of this intimate sisterhood inner circle. On their show, you will learn a little and laugh a lot, and the podcast covers everyday life experiences, pop culture, current events, and it was really born out of their desire to have more fulfilling, thought-provoking, and entertaining conversations. Both these sisters offer their audience this really intimate discussion about everything from sisterhood, relationships, entrepreneurship, grief, infertility, brain health, parenting, mindfulness, and wellness, while at the same time giving you just some much-needed belly laughs and welcomed inappropriateness as they break down reality. We loved our conversation with Michelle and Lauren, and in today's episode, you will learn about the Huga-inspired cozy space, which is a Danish philosophy of comfort, togetherness, and well-being. We talk about ways to find more joy in the day-to-day, including during these cold winter months that many of us experience. You'll learn why Finland and some of the other Scandinavian countries are the happiest places in the world, despite it being cold and dark for much of the year. They'll share why they believe lighting candles creates a cozy environment and the importance of connecting with others for your well-being, especially during these winter months. Michelle and Lauren offer a ton of tips to incorporate more cozy into your life, regardless of where you live in the world. And they also sell these beautiful candles and these seasonally inspired scents that are also very clean and non-toxic. And Marnie and I just recently purchased them. And actually, the day this episode drops, their new spring scent is going to be available for purchase. And they're beautiful, and they smell so yummy. And we highly encourage you to head over to their site and buy one for yourself or a friend or family member today. Without further ado, let's jump right in to today's conversation with Michelle and Lauren. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, Good Health Saunas. I have had my Good Health Sauna for over a year now, and you guys, I love it so much. From the moment of purchase to the delivery and setup, Good Health Sauna staff, they've been absolutely amazing. They've answered all my questions. They did a great job with the setup. And I have started this routine where I'm working out in the morning, I'm taking a sauna, I'm showering, I'm refreshed, and I feel great for the day. And I just feel relaxed during the day. I'm sleeping better at night. And I feel like I'm really adding to my overall health and happiness. And I'm also removing toxins from my body. And I feel amazing. Infrared saunas produce penetrating heat to help you sweat and heal your body from the inside. Sweating on a regular basis in your good health sauna can help you feel rejuvenated. There are so many health benefits of regular infrared sauna use that include detoxification, immune system support, muscle repair, chronic pain relief, relaxation, deeper sleep, and so much more. I've been using my sauna now regularly for the last several weeks and love how relaxed I feel, especially when I do it in the evening as part of my routine. It really helps me unwind from the day and improve my sleep. So why not bring the benefits and convenience of the sauna experience into your home with a commercial grade Good Health Sauna? Good Health Sauna has three stores, one at the Mall of America in Minnesota and two in Wisconsin, in Appleton and Waukesha, but they ship anywhere in the U.S. For more information on the various sizes and options and for your special offer for all of our listeners, head on over to their website www.goodhealthsauna.com and mention the Art of Living Well podcast. 
Hi, Michelle and Lauren. Marnie and I are really excited to have you on our show today. We love that we connected with both of you and I've really been enjoying listening to your fun and cozy conversations on your podcast. And the topic we're going to dive into today is very applicable because we've had a cold streak in Minnesota. And as we record this episode, we're on day two of homeschooling pretty much, I think, all kids and at least in the Minneapolis Twin Cities, if not the entire state. So I'm having PTSD of the early stages of the pandemic, all five of us at home and, you know, the kitchen's a mess and everyone's in and out and noisy and hopefully they'll keep us keep quiet for this interview today. And we just love meeting like-minded people who are so real and vulnerable and hilarious to inspire others to find their art of living well. So before we dive into the interview, we'd love for each of you to share what's your non-negotiable to start every day. Oh, wow. Well, first of all, thank you for having us. Yeah. I want to say before you give your non-negotiable, I just want to say I'm sorry that you guys are, you know, living in this crazy snowstorm and your kids are all homeschooling. But for us Chicagoans right now, like we're kind of jealous of your snow. Oh, because so jealous. Bit like Seattle here, like it hasn't <laughs> stopped raining and we get little bursts of sun and I just can't help but wish that we had just maybe not all the snow you have, but if we could take some of it, we would glad. Yes, totally. And we have, I'm looking at like a foot of snow outside oh. right now. Like it's white. It looks like a giant marshmallow. I was thinking that this sincerely, morning. <laughs> sincerely jealous of you. I mean, it is, a, it's kind of a buzzkill. Our winter has been very um, mild and not once had we, have we had to like dig out our cars and that's kind of like a rite of passage here in Chicago. You know how it goes. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you guys are lucky besides the PTSD you're going through Stephanie. <laughs> um, my apologies, my sincere, my condolences there. But um, I, you know what, we are here at least for we, we, this is a perfect timing for us to come on and talk to you about how to thrive during this time that you're going through. I've been watching Al Roker every morning, talk about your weather conditions. So I know what you guys are going through. I was just going to say a beautiful winter walk outside in this weather is actually yes. amazing. Yes. Like it's so peaceful. It's peaceful. That's exactly the word I was going to say, Marnie. It's so peaceful. And that was actually going to be what I was going to say about what my non-negotiable was when I wake up in the morning. You know, like if you guys finally just lean into that for a second, I usually wake up at like six ish in the morning specifically to have the peaceful moment to set the tone for the rest of my day. And that looks like some form of a caffeinated beverage of some form, whether it's coffee or matcha and uh, whatever book I'm reading for 15, 20 Mm -hmm. minutes. And that's, that's my morning non-negotiable and I worship it. Thank you. (laughs) I love that. The quiet time is, you know, it's so like underrated almost, yes. right? I think that we don't take enough time to find that quiet time. And on the questionnaire you shared with us, one of them was, what is your favorite spot in the city that you live in? I'm in Chicago. And I can think of a dozen places that if I can drop everything right now, I would go to and enjoy part of my day. But the truth of the matter is, I'm like, Michelle, I used to get up in the morning too, bright and early and like do my thing, have my quiet time. I have a seven and a half month old and um, those days are dead at the moment. And it's so hard. <laughs> 
Sorry, my my non-negotiable <laughs> is my whole foods instant coffee with my oat milk poured into it when I sit with my baby. That is like I just need that at the time. But like Michelle was saying, like my quiet time, my favorite spot in the city is anywhere that I have alone time. It's literally like if I get to go to the grocery, if I'm in line at the DMV, I am happy because <laughs> it's just time alone and I need it and it makes me feel good. And yeah, but Michelle, I'm jealous of your mornings. I'm working on getting up earlier, ladies, because it is a priority to have that time back, even if it's a half an hour before um, Luna wakes up. So I'm working on my own non-negotiable, as a matter of fact, which you asking that has given me a little bit more of a push in that direction. That's great, Lauren. And I, my youngest is 16 and then I have two older ones. So I feel so far away (laughs) from what you're describing, but yet I remember it so well. And that's a hard time. It's just hard. It's hard to find that alone time and that quiet time. And I don't think I really got that until my kids were much older. So good for you for trying at this point in your life when you have a seven month old. Cause that's yeah, at 40. That's weird. But you know what? That's <laughs> <laughs> the, the life choice I made. <laughs> well, anyway, um, we would love to hear in a nutshell, your story and how you guys decided to create the cozy project and how you're able to embrace your Chicago winters and inspire others to do the same. And I know you said you're not really having a winter the way you would want this year, but assuming that you did or in your mind, if you had that Chicago winter, yeah, you know, how are you embracing it? Lauren and I started our blog almost 10 years ago, which I can't believe, and it's called The Sister Project. And it is a space that has evolved into this cozy lifestyle platform where our main focus is to inspire people to embrace cozy, mindful well-being. And what that means really is, is like, for one thing, leaning into the seasons. Like Lauren and I were saying earlier, we are obsessed with the four seasons, not because, well, for me personally, it's something to look forward to. You know, I always feel ready for that next right. season. But the seasons is a one example of how we you, you feel most present when you're connected to whatever the the month in the year is providing you with. And our goal is inspires of this cozy lifestyle is to help people like honestly just slow down, just slow down and make space for other things that enrich their well-being. Yeah, to piggyback off of that, we like Michelle mentioned, we're obsessed with the seasons. We grew up in a household that really celebrated fall, especially. So we're like basic bitches when it comes to like fall. You grab your cozy stuff and get your pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> we, we are those people. But at the same time, we really... Um, we really talk a lot about the seasons of life as well, because... Even the older that we've gotten, we've realized that those seasons are so much more, have such a big impact on our lives. Seasons of grief, we've lost our mom to dementia. In fact, the same type of dementia that Bruce Willis was diagnosed with, with FTD, that's what our mom died of. Um, So we went through a season of adapting to having a new mom, to losing her to dementia, 
like while she's still alive and then really losing her to dementia like death. And then we went through that whole loss and grieving process, that season of our life. We've gone through seasons of infertility. I'm going through seasons of new motherhood. And so what we really try to bring together are both the real seasons of nature and seasons of life and how you can lean into both of those together to stay mindful, to not lose your shit when you feel like you might, and maybe get outside and enjoy this winter wonderland that you might be having. Maybe when you're feeling like really overwhelmed with work or with a relationship and kind of piggyback those things off of one another so that you thrive and not just survive. Oh gosh. So much of what you said really like encapsulates what we're trying to do on this podcast with helping people find their art of living well, but in a very simple way. Like I think we a lot of times we wish the season away, especially those that live in winter. Absolutely. In winter wonderland. And that's pretty much where I've lived. Like all the cities I've lived in have been cold, including Chicago. And we're always like, oh, I just can't wait for January to be finished or February. I can't wait for spring. But like you said, embrace the seasons. I like that the seasons and the seasons of your life, because there is so much good that you can find in the day to day when you just stop, take a moment, be more present and appreciate what you have. And, you know, there are people out there that never get to experience seasons because they live in a warm tropical climate, which is also lovely. You're really highlight. Yeah. I mean, you're highlighting all the amazing things about fall and winter and what you can do that are honestly like either very inexpensive or free. Yes. um, Yes. To have more joy in your day. Yeah. And there's, there's no point in running from something. I mean, here's the deal. If you live in a climate you don't like, and if you are able to, you do have the freedom to move to a place that is more conducive with your lifestyle and with your needs, maybe if they're your health needs or your mental health needs. So I know I have friends that have literally left Chicago because winters just don't work for them mentally anymore. But if that's not the case for you, it might just be time to learn how to embrace it. You don't have to love it, but maybe you can take little bits and pieces from it so that your day doesn't suck so bad. And you're not sitting here looking at your calendar, flipping months, being like, oh, finally it's April. And to be honest with you in in Chicago, April and March aren't always that great anyway. So you're just literally waiting for June through September. (laughs) And if you're going to do that, you might as well move. Well, you know what I like to say? It's all about the gear, right? Like, yes. great gear. Yes. like if you, you know, it's snowing out yesterday, I put on my snow pants, I put uh-huh. on my gator, I put on the coat. I call it my dog walking coat that goes down to my ankles. And I was warm, you know, it's blowing around me, but I was warm outside and I was enjoying it. And yeah. I was, you know, now, if I had to do that for six months, I might not be so happy. <laughs> I'm fortunate yeah. enough that I can get away to some sunshine here and there throughout winter. And that True. helps a lot. Exactly. But that's such, such an important aspect to it. Like Lauren and I say all the time, you know, there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. And, you know, like you nail it. And that's just one aspect of it, you know, making sure that you're prepared. So when you step outside in the cold weather, it's not like you're this, this harsh, miserable feeling. It's like, wow, this is actually really nice. And oh, oh my God, all of a sudden, look how lovely it is. And, and the way the cold air feels and all of this. And the next thing, you know, like, you know, your mindset really does sort of shift into leaning into that. We have friends that have long friends that have that haven't enjoyed the winter that didn't leave. They stayed here and um, have learned over time and through lots of the things that we share that, you know, like 
there's something to be said for being more in, inward during the colder months. And while you are inside sort of hibernating and taking a slower pace at life, you're making some incredible bowl of pot of soup that mm. your house smell amazing. And or maybe you have a fireplace that you don't only light when you have company over, but you light it for yourself when mm. you're sitting on your couch to read a book at 3.30 in the afternoon because it just feels good. Yeah. It's like, and it's free. I mean, it's not free. Soup does cost money. And so does some logs, but <laughs> not, you know, it's not like you're like you're renting a chalet in Aspen to get your, your huga on. You could do this in the comfort of your own homes. And there's a lot of um, Scandinavian lifestyle terms and ways of life that Michelle and I lean into. Huga is a very like you know, keyword. It's it's trending. It has been for years. I think it went into the Webster Dictionary in 2019. But huga, you know, is the art of cozy. And frizzlutz live is a Norwegian term, which is um out outdoor living, getting that fresh air, no matter the climate. I mean, and just the other day, there's this this Australian TikToker who whose whose video went viral because he was showing in Norway and in some other Scandinavian countries the baby trams, like their strollers, women and parents leave their babies outside in very like cold weather at times, all different types of weather. But most of, most of us question like really in that cold of weather and they leave the babies outside in their strollers because they believe that their naps are better. It helps with their immune system and it helps with their independence. And so these countries are raising children from a young age to be adapted to this type of climate and to be outdoors and to embrace it. And there's a lot that we can learn from our neighbors across the pond over yeah. there. I mean, they're the, literally the happiest yeah. countries in the world. Well, right. That's a big takeaway there. <laughs> Which I think is so amazing. And, you know, Marty and I be, living in Minnesota, I'm not from here, but there's a lot of Scandinavian descent here. And I that's bet. why when, when we moved here 12 years ago from Chicago, I was blown away by like, you know, the ice fishing and how much Minnesotans embrace the outdoors, very similarly to what you're saying. Absolutely. There were actually, I just, I'm literally just remembering this right now. I haven't thought about it in years. <laughs> a neighbor up the street, the first winter we were here that built like an ice house, little igloo. Yeah. And oh. the, like the couple literally with, you know, some like brick sized snow blocks. And we went in there several nights and we would have like a little, like on a Saturday night, we would go in there and have a drink and we would be all dressed up in I, our full snow gear. Amazing. It was so cool. I haven't thought about it literally in like 10 years because they moved. But I just think to your point, that's really cool. And bringing in that insight from what you shared going on in Scandinavia. And we wanted to talk about the Huga. And I think one of the things that I learned when I was just doing research for this conversation is that Finland is one of the happiest places in the world, it along is. with lots of other Scandinavian countries. And like, why, why do you think that is? And it's funny, I actually spent, gosh, I think it was five months in my twenties, oh. I was living in Europe and I traveled to Finland and I was there from, I think I was in Switzerland and, or not Switzerland, Sweden, and then Finland for a six month period. And it oh. was during winter. So it was January through the end of June. And I remember saying I loved Sweden and it was in January. It was freezing cold, but the people were so friendly. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like remembering back to that a time that I haven't really thought about in a while until this conversation. Mm -hmm. why, why do you think that is? Well, we know well, some of the secrets. Well, I mean, they, well, <laughs> number one, I mean, they're, ma they're, they're masters of embracing, well, certainly this winter season of life, which is a very long period of time in those parts of the world. And it's very dark. Yeah, that's, that's what blows me away is the darkness. Yeah. 
Candles is a popular commodity out there. They sell the most candles. Like They burn the most. They burn the most candles out of anyone. Also, I think that there's like this deep rooted connectedness in those countries. People are, you know, engaging in small huga is this, it's sort of an intimate lifestyle thing. You know, um, huga looks a lot like alone time. And it also looks like time in intimate settings with your closest people. You know, there's small gatherings centered around a favorite dish or maybe your board games or something like that. There's those like simple little things that uh, we get away from here in the U.S., you know, like aside from working our asses off and trying to do it all, you forget to like rein in on the important things that really matter. And that's what those Scandinavian folks really kind of master. That's why they're so happy. And I actually think (laughs) winter forces you to do some of those things, like just as you were Talking about that, I'm thinking about how, I don't know if you guys know the game Euchre, but yeah. like we get together with friends in the winter and play, have these like Euchre tournaments and it's just warm okay. and cozy and fun. And we're at someone's house and we're not going out, you know, on a Saturday night to a fancy dinner somewhere. It's very chill. And, and I, I believe the word is like, who, like, if you say that's very like huga of you, it's, it's actually like hooglig. Like it's, that's, I don't know how to, pr- I don't have a, wait, good, what? Like hooglig, it's H-Y-G-G-L-I-G. It's like the adjective of it. And it, that would be like, that's what you're, you're, that's very hooglig of you to grab a couple friends of yours, have them over for a cozy night in and play a game. I think that Michelle made a very good point. We are on a like hamster wheel of getting things done, being overwhelmed with work. And then, you know, if you have a family or whatever it is you might be going on in life, we do sometimes forget the importance of connecting. Connection is huge, even for your well-being and for your mental health, especially if you are someone who suffers from the winter blues or seasonal affective disorder. If you get sad, like literally, it really helps to have that core circle of people who you feel cozy with who you, who kind of warms you up and helps that kind of not the depression would dissipate, but maybe it'll help you get through the winter feeling a little warmer and connected to people um, that, that help lift you up because it can be really, really hard. I mean, the winter can suck for a lot of people and we are very aware of that. And we're also very aware that we're like, oh, we love the winter. It's so cool and easy, but it's actually not for a lot of people. Economically, it can be also very straining because it can cost money to get more heat. I mean, it's a lot for a lot of people. So um, we do recognize that, but that's why we're here to share ways to help people embrace it and get through it. And I think something you said with community brings me back to the blue zones. Yes. And I don't totally offhand. I don't remember the Scandinavian countries having a blue zone, but I bet, you know, if you looked into it, they're probably living long, a long time because of that community aspect and just connecting with other people. Totally. Um, So it's so important, especially coming off of the last couple of years. And you're right. It does have a big impact on your mental health. Definitely. And you're right about the community aspect. I don't know if Scandinavian countries fall into the blue zone, but Michelle and I are also very passionate about brain health. Cause as I mentioned, our mom had dementia and we've, we pay attention to what those blue zones are doing and we know what kind of food that they're eating and community and connection is Absolutely. It's instead of putting the old people away, let's get them into the community and let them be part of it and treat them like human beings, even if they are, you know, seeming off, if you will, or suffering from some sort of cognitive decline. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's absolutely true. And I was just thinking about another thing as we were talking about the Scandinavian countries and community. Stephanie and I were talking about this earlier this morning about the sauna. And just in Minnesota right now, saunas are popping up everywhere and community, like, I don't know if you call it bathing or like, you know, the hot and the cold plunge, but it's like a thing right now. And even in Northern Minnesota, there's a community sauna. And I think, again, it's like, we're taking from those Scandinavian countries. They're doing this regularly. And I think in the winter, it does bring a sense of community when you're doing something that feels good together. Michelle loves the sauna. God, it's yes. I it's my favorite thing to do. I want to meet the people that are bringing those saunas to your community and bring them to our community because I think it's something that's lacking. And I totally. think it would um I think that people's lives they would it would enrich their lives to be able to have access to something like that. Love it. I love and I think it's like dual purpose because it's helping your physical health, right? Mm-hmm. With the detoxification and immunity and all that. But then the community aspect of it, like I've done these community experiences before and it's fun. And it's something else to do aside from like going out to dinner and going to a bar or drinking, drinking. you know, it's yes. just, yes. Well, that's yes. a shift, you know, too. Um, and this also happened, I think the pandemic kind of springboarded this, you know, another important aspect to well-being is moving your body like we've talked about. And one of the things that Lauren and I love to do is to do that in the woods, you know, mm-hmm. and being able to connect to where you are or what season while you're out. And my friends, while you're walking and my friends, like we've made a big shift where we're like, Hey, instead of like going to that bar at the end of the woods that we normally would go to for a half <laughs> hour, we're like, let's take a walk instead. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You, there, you can't, there's really, there's, you can't top that, like just that feeling of wellness and also again, connectedness, not just to yourself and to your friend, but the nature around you. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that drinking is, and I'm not, I don't quote me on this, but I don't think like getting hammered is a part of Huga. I think there is a very <laughs> mind, you know what I mean? I don't think we're <laughs> like trying to not. black, we're not like blacking out and getting cozy. I think part of what I have enforced into my Huga lifestyle is buying a very nice wine and having a glass of it and with my husband and enjoying something that's different, maybe something I've never had before type of wine, um, or even like a IPA because I love a good IPA. And I've really shifted my, um, drink, my relationship with drinking as well, because I find that, I mean, a, no one wants to feel like crap the next day, especially when you have like an eight, eight month old baby, plus all of the the, um, the, the no benefits of heavy drinking. And so I find with the Huga, when you're surrounded by good company and you're doing something fun or you're doing something really mindful, it kind of takes you away from that want or that need to feel like, oh, I should just keep pouring that wine and I'm going to feel like shit tomorrow. Instead, be like, I'm going to have this really yummy glass with this really lovely dinner I made for me and a couple friends. And tomorrow I'm going to go out for that walk. And it's kind of like a full circle. It's, it's completely embedded into your day. It's not just like a momentary thing. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, I think that. And I, I've noticed a shift even since the pandemic. Like, I think people did take a step back during the pandemic and really evaluate some of the things we're talking about. And I know, you know, before the pandemic, I was always running to meet girlfriends to a workout class or, you know, at the coffee shop or whatever it was. 
And now it's like, oh, let's take a walk in the woods. Exactly like what you're describing. Well done. (laughs) I fully do attribute that to the, you know, the pandemic making, forcing everyone to slow down and everything was closed and, but the habit has stayed on and that's good. I love that. Keep that one up. Walking is so good for your health. I was like, I think you're inspiring me to go snowshoeing today. Yes. We've got enough snow here. So might as well take advantage of it before it's gone. Absolutely. And we're jealous. So please do. Sorry. Go ahead, Michelle. No, I was making a pointless statement about the show, The Leftovers. Do you guys, do you guys ever watch that show? No. I've never heard of it. But it's like this apocalyptic series where all of a sudden people wake up the next day and like there's only like a handful of people left and they're literally all just walking around in robes. Smoking cigs. Smoking cigs, walking around the neighborhood. That's what the pandemic felt like when everybody was leaving their house and walking around their neighborhoods. Remember with just (laughs) family? Stay away from the end. So freaking weird. Oh my God. (laughs) We were like, this is the weirdest. And I had severe anxiety. It was all bad. So weird. So I had to be on the other side of that and just walking <laughs> in the woods with my girlfriends. Right. Absolutely. Less than six feet apart, right? Yes. <laughs> Hugging. Exactly oh. arm in arm. <laughs> so can we change gears and talk about candles? I know you guys yes. are very into candles and you had them around your house growing up. And can you dive in a little bit and talk um, about candles with us? Absolutely. Lauren, take it away. Well, as we mentioned, our mom, June, June Masarella, she was a huge candle hoarder. Okay. Listen, June would go to TJ Maxx and her home goods, and she would buy out all of the Yankee candles and we would get home and like in our armoire, then we would steal them and whatnot. So we grew up with just candles burning 24 seven, like sometimes in the middle of the night. And it was kind of terrifying, but then, you know, someone get yelled at. Don't do that at home, folks. Blow out your candles. Yep. So we grew up with a very seasonal route of our candle burning as well. June was very good with like, okay, hard stop, fall, let's move into winter and whatnot. So we became one with that and growing up and having our own homes, we started to have the same type of candle behavior and practice. And then leaning into this cozy Huga lifestyle, we realized that like, what are we doing here? If we're going to create any sort of product for the sister project, it has to be a candle because that's what we know well. Our noses, although mine might be fake and I might've had rhinoplasty, I still have my sense of smell. So I... A botched nose job, but I still can tell <laughs> I, our nose knows, our nose knows what a good candle smells like. And now a quick shout out to our sponsor, Organifi. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offers plant-based nutrition made with high quality ingredients. Each Organifi blend is science-backed to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are organic and free of fillers and contain less than three grams of sugar per serving. I discovered Organifi about three years ago and fell in love with the gold chocolate blend, which I enjoy in the evenings. I love that it contains ashwagandha, which reduces stress and supports a healthy cortisol level. And it really gives me that fix when I want something chocolatey or sweet in the evening. And it's perfect and nice and calming before bed. And I'm really enjoying the Organifi green juice, which has a ton of superfoods in it. And it's so much easier than juicing. And it's also great if you struggle to get your greens in. Each Organifi blend is easy to use by simply mixing it with water. It's great on the go and there's no compromise in quality for taste. 
Organifi takes great pride in offering the best tasting superfood products on the market at a price less than $3 a day. You can experience Organifi's high quality superfoods too by heading over to Organifi.com slash livingwell. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash livingwell and use our code livingwell for 20% off your entire order. So Michelle and I decided to partner up with um, a local candle maker here in a little town called Downers Grove in Illinois. Jennifer Larkin of the Paper Peony. And we hooked up with her and we're like, this is exactly what, what we wanted to do. So we have very seasonally inspired candles that could be burned all year round. I mean, I know some people like go with the Fraser fir during the summer, which to me, that's like a cardinal sin, but you do you. But you know, there's some people like myself that do the hard stops for each scent. So you can do whatever you want. Um, but so far, Michelle and I have a cozy, we've all of the, the line is called Cozy AF and the winter scent is Fraser for moss and palo santo it smells so freaking good it's like a winter wonderland i love and, palo santo. oh my god i, I love it people love it they say they love to burn that candle at night that that's Ooh. yeah and they're very they're fragrant they're they, they've got a good um hot what is it, a hot throw so when you burn it you know you know the cold throw and a hot throw which did you know that cold throw is what you smell when you smell an unlit candle and then the hot throw is what you smell when you are burning your candle so sometimes little, they have little industry throw. lingo yeah sometimes they've in, yeah they've, yeah and then our spring scent which is um gardenia lilac and lemon it's it's beautiful. And then we are coming out with a summer scent, which is um, going to be very beachy, very tropical. So we're thinking like coconut mango. I think that's where we're kind of topping off with that one. And then our fall scent again is as basic as it can be. It is apple, pumpkin and spice. And then like a little dash of cinnamon. So yeah. And they're in beautiful vessels and it's, they took off and it's a great, it, it, it really leans into our lifestyle because like I mentioned, and we are candle burners morning to night. I don't know about you ladies. Do you guys burn all day long? Are you guys power burning? Are you burning, burning? Are you burning or what? Well, no, that's funny. I, I'm not all so day long. I have my candle burning right now. Nice. And this is a little, a lo- local woman also. But I love that, ca- that, that like just that white plain candle. Marnie, do you burn candles? I do, but I also am a big essential oil person. Love it. So... I do both, I would say, but I am very into finding candles that are not toxic. And these are not because there are so many out there that are toxic. Yeah, there are. And I did read. Okay, I will say this, though, I'm being in the industry now. I do a lot of I'm seeing what's out there. And there was this guy that was like, he was like, listen, you're going to be okay. The can't if it's a glade can't you're going to be fine. He's like, there's other stuff we need to be worrying about right now. He's like, but our, our candles are, are clean. They're soy and coconut based wax, which is really lovely. And, um, they, they got a wooden wick, which we, that was a huge part of our decision because the wooden wick crackles. And that gives you that kind of like, if you don't have a fireplace, it gives you that, that vibe. Um, but I also want to mention another kind of candle, which we don't, we don't sell or produce, but we're looking into this idea when you go to these other countries, these more Scandinavian countries, they are burning straight up either beeswax candles, like pillar candles, or just straight up like ivory pillar candles, non-scented. And they burn through these like professionals. And I took on this new candle behavior about two years ago, and it has changed my everyday, especially the dark mornings. And when it gets dark at 4 PM, I light that bitch up at like, honestly, the minute I wake up 
and it stays lit until I go to bed. And it is just, you know, like when you're like, you're looking around your house and you look out towards the window and it's gloomy and it's gross. Well, you have a little flame right there and it is like fairy godmother, just like clinked you with a little dash of cozy. And it's just a game changer. Okay, Lauren, it sounds like you do have a non-negotiable then. That's your non-negotiable. It's like there it is. It is. And it's true. Like I'm literally holding my baby, like chugging like coffee and lighting my candles. That is, thank you. You just pointed it out. I guess that is my non-negotiable every single morning. And sometimes in the summer I rock it too, because why not? So so I have a question logistically about that. So is your candle like, are you walking around with it then? Or oh, no, you... I'm not Charles Dickens. I am <laughs> so I'm envisioning you having the candle in your hand and the baby in your hand. And you're like, going, well, you know, to your kitchen to make your coffee. I love you. I love you for asking this. Yes, I live by fire. No, it is. I have two and one's in a hurricane. And at the moment, since she's not walking or playing with things yet, they are freestanding. So it is a pillar candle, like on a little really pretty dish. And if there's one near the window and then there's one on my kitchen, table. I put them very strategically in spaces that I spend most of my time so that they are illuminating up that space. Um, but now that you say it, Marnie, I don't know. I might, um, I don't know, live by candlelight. <laughs> One of those- and are you turning on the light? Like if you're waking up and it's dark, are you just going by candlelight or are you oh, turning on truly- the light? No, there's barely any lights. And that's a funny, Michelle, why don't you tell them a backstory about our fa- our family growing up? We joke that we were raised by candlelight. Like, <laughs> that's we lived, amazing. We, lived, we really d- didn't have lights on. Like my parents would go back and forth about the light being too dim. My dad wanted it on. He couldn't see. My mom had it off. We had candles burning. And uh, yeah, so... We were, we had friends that would come over like when we were in high school and they were like, God, your house is like kind of dark. And we're like, yeah, this is how we live here. We like don't use family. a kind of, we don't <laughs> use a lot of lights. And I personally loathe overhead lighting. What you see here is the skylight is what that light is above me. But we, Michelle and I, and I think our whole family, there's a bunch of us, we lighting is a very particular thing to me. And I, that plays a big role in the lifestyle as well. Candlelight is the way to live a huga cozy lifestyle. Well, and candlelight and also dim lit light like the, the cozy like think about it you're only co- you're not cozy in that fluorescent light that that's yeah. a, oh, sucking the energy and life out of you you bring that shit down and light a couple candles and all of a sudden you're cozy totally. well and it's so romantic right like it just yeah. adds like romance to the setting i guess absolutely and marnie it adds it adds a moodiness it's moody. yeah. it has a mood it's yeah. mood lighting yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> Uh, that's amazing. Well, maybe I, I shouldn't get so upset with my daughter because she was burning candles and taking mine and then she left, you know, would leave them on yeah, all night no, no. and then it tipped over and it made a mess on the carpet. So I, that's, that's okay. It's because she's adopting. She's just trying. Oh, she's she trying. Yes. Uga, actually, she's just cozy AF and she just wants the damn candles. <laughs> she, <is. laughs> she gets it. She does get it. Well, I'm excited to order some of your candles. They sound amazing. And I love the wooden wicks. Like I, when I see candles with those wooden wicks, I I like them so much better, actually. So do I. And I think the day that this episode drops, when you guys are listening, is when your new spring candle is going to be available for purchase. You are so right. We restock on this day. So yeah, come get your candles. Everyone, you know, don't break their website right right away, but get out there and order your candles. Break it. Break it. it. 
I have a pro tip I want to share with you guys. Next holiday season, you guys have Trader Joe's by you, right? Yeah. Okay. So next holiday season, this is for the listeners as well. When you are in Trader Joe's and they have like that little home section and where you get like the, um, all the stuff, you know, they have seasonal white pillar candles. They come out right before Thanksgiving hoard them because pillar candles are expensive. They are, these are like three 99 hoard them, get as many as you can. And they, I I'm not kidding. Like get like 20 and have them throughout the entire winter. And you can even give them as gifts Buy a sweet little hurricane for someone or a nice little plate and give it as like a little hostess gift, a nice cozy um, hostess gift, but it will, it will change your holiday and winter season. I promise. Okay. Okay. Thank you. We'll have thank to you, thank you. do a reminder of that when it gets a little really? closer yeah, and they sell out. That's why I say hoard them because they're gone by Christmas and then they're gone. Yeah. I can believe it. Trader Joe's with their carts, like mad people when they hear those candles, <laughs> they, sh- they should, <laughs> especially thanks to you guys getting this message out to the world. Right. No, Proof thanks to Trader Joe's. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so let's dive in a little bit and talk about your podcast where you have this like very intimate, you know, sisterhood and relationship conversation about all things. And you're just very raw and real. And like you talked about already infertility with your mom, with you and your mom, with, you know, her brain health issues and things like that. So can you just share a little bit about the podcast? And I have to say, I love the episodes where you talk about like your favorite, like the books that you're reading and the yeah. shows that you're watching and the movies, because that's where I learn. Sometimes I feel like I live in a bubble about the new shows so I started watching White Lotus after you guys um, were talking about it. You would probably already been through all the episodes. Anyway, it's just it? fun. So do, do, I just, oh, I do. Ask. I finished it. Okay. okay. Stephanie, yes. you are in a bubble. If that's the first time you've heard White Lotus, <laughs> I have to tell you because well, it was a why it was several months. Like, it wasn't like recently. That, that show is all over the place. And like every other newspaper article was talking about it. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So I'm glad you finally got into the White Lotus. Um, I did. Train. It was so last good. fall. Yes. Good, yeah. good, good. Michelle, go ahead. Kick it off. Yeah. We, the cozy conversations, this, the, our podcast, we launched this in 2020, like during the pandemic, we, we had been blogging forever and we're like, it's time we need to take Lauren and I, we would have these incredible co- phone conversations. Like, you know, like, well, what you hear us talking about. Yeah, And we we're like, we need to take this to the airwaves. This is so we basically... <laughs> just spun our day-to-day sisterly banter into a conversational style podcast where we, you know, highlight, you're always going to get a little bit of cozy, mindful well-being because that's our thing. But we share personal stories. We are funny as fuck. You know, we, sorry, we just, we talk about events and pop culture. And I think that my favorite conversations are the ones where we are sharing with each other what we're reading and listening to and watching as well. It's fun. It's How is time. it working with your sister? Like <clears throat> for each of you, because I, you know, I can tell you guys are really close. Oh, it's good. It's good. We both have our strengths and our weaknesses. We know what we are, what our forces are in. I'm a Scorpio. So Michelle knows like when, and if I might have a, be having a day because I can't hide it. You can feel it. And so she knows when I need some, you know, like when I might need a little space, Michelle is super, Michelle is one of those people where if I say something that I think maybe I pissed her off and I've got to apologize or which doesn't happen often, or if we get into it a little bit, she is so good at just, that's it. She lets it go where I, I, you know, I hold on to things a little bit longer. I got to talk it out a little bit more. And we have such a good relationship that we're 
able to see each other from that perspective and work with each other instead of being like, whatever, get over it. She's patient with me. And I'm also very grateful that she is easygoing and lets things go. Michelle thrives in the learning space. She gets like off on needing to learn how to do something. Like she started to edit our podcast. We finally found an editor, Um, but she does a lot of the technical admin stuff. And then I do more of like the production of the podcast, finding what topics we're going to talk about. I do a little bit of the research. Incredible content creation. She's an idea person. She spews out some pretty insane things that we we didn't know was going to hit either of us. And I have to say, <laughs> Lauren, Thanks, Lauren is, saying, is saying that I'm so patient. Lauren has is also patient. And Lauren has also been an incredible, I'm the older sister, um, but Lauren has been an incredible teacher and mentor to me in a space where, like, for example, Lauren has TV and experience. I never did. So she has some journalism background. I didn't have that there. Lauren has a writing background. Lauren has helped me not only as a business partner, but as a person sort of grow and evolve into who I am today. And I think together we, I've been on a lot of teams. I played on soccer teams my entire life. I've worked in business settings. Those women were my teammates. I've been very fortunate. This is by far the most um, fulfilling, fun working partnership I've ever been in, in my entire life. Ditto. And, and she's like, talked with to me a lot too. Cool. And you guys are both married, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. Both married, both have kids and we figure out how to make it work. And we joke that sometimes we come up with really good ideas after a long period of time of doing something one way. For example, we, I used to go to Michelle's, I'd pack up the baby and all of her things and go to Michelle's and podcast. Cause we had fun being together. Sure. That's why I did it. Cause we loved being in the same space, but then life really happened. And I was like, this is freaking hard. And then we're like, let's just do it from across zoom. And it didn't, we don't skip a beat. It's still there. And it didn't tamper with the repertoire that we have with one another. So the good news is, is when I decide to move my family to another place in the country, Michelle and I can <laughs> do what we're doing. <laughs> My daughter will be pissed because her baby cousin is gone, but Lauren and I will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems like it's almost strengthened your relationship, you know, yeah. it just, and you have such good awareness of, like you said, each other's strengths and I think totally. Thank you. Yeah, I feel really lucky. I don't, I don't, you know, it's not every day that you find yourself in a partnership like this with a person that also happens to be your sister. It's really mm-hmm. special. Like I do not take it for granted. But Marnie, Marnie, listen, I know you're, you're trying, you're like, but like, listen, we, we are sisters too. So, so, and we've got two other sisters. So there's like, sometimes like, oh, oh, there's still that sisterhood exists. I get it. I I don't have a sister. I always wanted a sister, but I have two daughters and I see their relationship. So I, and I, I admire what you guys are doing. I think it's amazing. And I think that you'll remember this time in your life when you're working together forever, forever, for sure. Hopefully we are always working together. That's the goal here. Yes. Right. So I'm wondering if you can leave our listeners with some maybe simple or practical tips that they could start adding some coziness into their lives today, if they wanted to. Well, I just, I think this, my main goal is always slowing down. As I said before, like slowing down and making space 
for whatever it is that fills you up and puts you at peace, brings you into a present space. And it's simple and we've covered it. You know, it's the simplest things that cup of coffee in the morning. Don't just make that cup of coffee and drink it and chug it. Yes. Sit sit in that moment and like really appreciate it. You know, light that candle and look out the window and maybe your dead mom will fly by in the form of a cardinal and visit you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, but I mean, I just have to stop yes. you for one second. My grandmother died last May and I always, whenever I see the red cardinal on my window, I always think that's her. So it's really strange that you just said that. No, <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. And that also to me is us leaning into like the seasons of life and listen, loss and grief is completely a part of being alive and no one's escaping that portion of it or what we're all going to experience at the end. We're all going in the same direction. But if you can take a moment to look and see things like that, not let that beautiful Cardinal pass by without you getting a glimpse of it and take a moment and maybe remember somebody and maybe that day or in a week's time, do something that that person reminded you, that person do something that reminds you of that person, maybe it's a tradition or a a, a recipe they made. And to piggyback off of that, what your listeners can do right now. And it's so easy. And I was just at a celebration of life over the weekend. And in the speech, the son was talking about call that person or text that person. And he was specifically talking about the older people in our lives because there's a lot of comfort there, especially, you know, if you, if there's someone like our dad, you know, he lives, he's in Florida right now. And I, I have this urge to want to call him and connect with him. I also have the urge to call my mom. It's the weirdest thing. I have the strangest urge, to like literally pick up my phone and call her to tell her about Luna. And I realized, you know, she's no longer here. And it's a reminder for me to stay connected, whether it's a good friend I haven't talked to because life gets busy. And that's the thing you guys, is that we're all going to die one day. And then some of us are going to look back and be like, fuck, I should have called her or him, or I should have made time for coffee. Who was too busy to have a phone call conversation? It just, it blows my mind that we are living in a society that we're too busy to connect with other humans that mean so much to us. And that would be my biggest takeaway today is call or email or text or write a letter to someone that you are dying to connect with. That is such great advice. It's simple, but you're right. We get in the hamster wheel and the busyness of life and we have friends and family all over the country and you know, I just had a couple of, yeah. And you never know life is precious, but we are all going to go someday and you don't know when there's no No. guarantees. Like I haven't seen one of my bridesmaids. Take advantage of the moment. Yeah. I feel like I haven't seen one of my bridesmaids in 10 years and it's, it's ridiculous. And I call her out on it too. Sometimes I'm like, girl, we are not that, listen, you are not the president. Like, let's come, let's meet and visit. And like you, we, we got to stay connected. It's very important. And it's an effort. And if you put in that little, little effort, that's when you get like the cozy feeling on the inside. And that's when you walk away mm-hmm. with your day feeling like, oh, maybe I didn't get all that shit in my to-do list done, but I connected with my best friend and that trumps everything. And I just want to piggyback off of that with my you know, it's hard to make time as you're saying, because of the busyness of life and of life. And sometimes there is an effort that you need to, to try to find that time. For example, grocery shopping for me. Um, I'm just going to use yesterday as an example. I, it was really gross outside and I wanted to make this pasta dish and I also needed to work and I had a ton to do. And I'm like, you know what, this is, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to delegate this. I am going to put my Instacart order together 
and I'm going to, I'm going to have my, I'm going to treat myself and I'm going to say, you know what, we're going to take that off your list. And I created space for two things, like the most pleasurable cooking experience, because I just removed the whole process of schlepping and driving and rain and what have you. I removed that from the situation. So Mm. I was just in an amazing, like just, it was like a pleasant moment. And while my groceries were being picked up, that's when I lit my fire. And that's when I like picked up my book for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and that's it. I think the effort to create more space, whether it is to call a friend or to take something off your list in an effort to spend some time nurturing yourself in however way you choose. Mm -hmm. I think that's great advice. And I I never think about Instacart. I should more. No, I don't either. I don't either, Marnie, but I do like like, going to the grocery store. There's something like relaxing to me about (laughs) actually going grocery yes, shopping. I'm telling you, same I here. like to go to Trader <laughs> Joe's. I like the <laughs> vibe there. I like the people there. I like to go there and look at the products and buy the stuff. I don't like to go to the store where I have to get the same things. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm yeah. going to automate that. That's coming from Instacart and I'll, I'll get my shop, you know, feed that shopping need with the Trader Joe's. Yeah. Just kind of switch it up a little. Yeah. Love those ideas. So where can people find you, Michelle and Lauren and the podcast and buy the candles and all the things? Sure. So we are, our, our website is thesisterprojectblog.com. And from there, you will be able to find us everywhere. So you'll see a little tab at the top that says the cozy shop. And from there, you'll be able to find all of our candles. To the right of that, you'll see our podcast. Our podcast is called Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. I'd like to say that it sounds PG. It's not. So <laughs> listener, what, what is it? What is it? like experience or what is that um, explicit advisory? advisory. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then from there, we are streamable everywhere. So you'll see our little faces pop up when you search cozy conversations with the sister project. And then our social media, you will find us at the sister project, P-R-O-J, and also at cozy convos with TSP. And both of those, one is for our podcast and the other one is really a more in-depth look at our everyday lives and how we do live in a cozy, mindful space. Awesome. We'll link all that up in the show notes too. Thank you very much. And Lauren and Michelle, as we wrap up this conversation, one thing we'd like to ask all of our guests is what does the art of living well mean to you? The art of living, what does that mean to me? I think that there's balance in the art of living. I think you want to put the good stuff in your body, but eat the donuts too. I find that the art of living is not being so strict that you are so rigid and not imbibing a little bit in the, in the fun, good stuff or the naughty stuff. Some people might think when we think about donuts, God, I love those. Um, but I also <laughs> think the art of living is there is a huge aspect of connection for me. I, I really work hard on maintaining strong friendships and relationships in my life. And I really think that that is what life is all about is the connections we make with our fellow humans, that and seeing the world. I, for me, traveling is a huge part and I want my daughter to also see the world. So if I can combine all three of those things into one part of my living, that's what it would look like. Lovely. I agree. Yeah, right. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> like encapsulates all the, all yeah. the things that we, that we love. <laughs> the art of living for me, I mean, first and foremost is sleep, good sleep. That's something that is like a number one. I was just telling my husband last night, I said, you know what? We're not like winning at everything. Might not be winning at anything, but no, sleep. you are. 
but our <laughs> sleep, we are winning in the sleep department. Um, I just think it's the foundation of good health mm. and it sets the tone for the rest of what goes on throughout the day. Also a lot like Lauren, you know, I say it all the time. Girl time is a necessity. Um, my, my tribe of women and I have different clusters. I have my mom tribe. I have my high school tribe. I have all of these different, and they are just an integral part of my experience. It's from, you know, supporting me in the good times and the bad and laughing and just being there. And then the last thing, just creating a safe, peaceful space for my family. Mm. I would say those are the three, just having living in the most joyful home we can as much as possible and sleep well and hang out with my ladies. (laughs) Well, that sounds like you are both living very well right now. Love all that insight that you shared. We love asking that question and beautiful. You guys gave beautiful responses. So thank you so much. And it's all simple. Well, it's all free as Stephanie likes to say often on the podcast. And it's, you know, it just takes a little mindfulness to refocus, right? Absolutely. And just kind of notice the little things. It's the little Mm -hmm. things that sometimes there's a lot of comparison out there. There's a lot of social media noise and bullshit. And I think if you can just be okay with the beautiful space around you, even if it's not perfect, and even if you don't look like that millionaire on social media, that's okay. And it's freaking awesome. And just enjoy the space you're in. Well, it's like the space that you're in and making it cozy can help reframe your mindset when you start to go down that, you know, maybe darker path, if you will. Right. Absolutely. So the essence of Huga. Yeah. Exactly. And I love the word huga. It's like And I always want to call it Heidi. Like, yeah. yeah. That's how it's spelled. Yep. Lauren yeah. and I were shy early on and we hijacked that word. We didn't correct people. Now we're like, it's huga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although someone someone from that proper part of the world might be like, actually, it's, it's huga. Huga. <laughs> huga. Yeah. I like how you have the chin. It's huga. <laughs> This was awesome. You guys, I love, we love talking about this. Yeah. This was was great. And talking to people who are actually living in that kind of climate right now, it, it, like I mentioned, it makes me jealous and I'm happy for you guys. (laughs) Yeah. I'm definitely going to get outside outside later later this afternoon. So good. Absolutely. And And maybe the shovel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Shovel, light a candle, come back, have some mulled wine or not. Now you're talking or a bourbon Manhattan. That sounds good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having the sister project on you guys. It was a pleasure speaking with both of you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Have a great day. Have a great one. You you too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.